the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you here on the wonderful Father's Day throughout Central Florida. And I, we have great guests. We'll, a little bit later, we'll hear from Derek Hicks of Friends Over at Thompson Jewelers. Of course, Derek is always very astute on the issues of the day. On He's an expert on the founding of our country. And, of course, there's a big event taking place at Thompson's, as you, I'm sure you know, as you will be hearing more of soon, their annual disposal sale, where they've got the best values at Thompson Jewelers that they'll have all year. And that takes place until June 30th. Before we, uh, and then later we'll hear from Jay Zimbauer, of course, uh, candidate for re-election to Seminole County Commission, and which is another part of our, this program, of course, is another part of our Roger Franken Williams Show legislative series, where we will hear, we look forward to sharing with you numerous candidates um, for a variety of, of offices here, primarily in Central Florida and, of course, the state of Florida. Before we go further, before we're joined by Derek a little bit later, I want to share some great news about our friends and our longtime sponsors on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Christner's will be celebrating their 29th anniversary during the entire month of June. Christner's opened on June 14, 1993, in the same location they are in now, right there at 729 Lee Road, just two blocks west of I-4 in Orlando. And, of course, since that time, they have made a tremendous reputation, a sterling reputation, as a place that serves outstanding food with superior service in their elegant, upscale atmosphere. I want to tell you in in celebration, if you will, uh, of their 29th anniversary at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Tell you just a little bit more about the Christner's dining experience, and I want to start with uh, a great, another great award that Christner's has recently received. Recently, and I'm talking about weeks, uh, just in the in the last several days, actually, the website MoneyInc.com. Proclaim Christner's quote, Christner's Steakhouse is a must visit steakhouse when you're in Orlando. End quote. Of course, Christner's is a family owned steakhouse founded by Russ Christner, Russ and Carol Christner, the late Russ Christner and Carol Christner in 1993. And of course, Carol Christner still remains um, to, uh, it's the proprietor of Christner's and of course, uh, in conjunction with her son David. David's wife, Alice Christner, and Diana Christner, her daughter, as well. And they were still family-owned and operated today. Also, according to MoneyInc.com, quote, the Christner family and their dedicated professional staff provide meticulous service and exceptional quality, end quote. Of course, at Christner's, you'll find fresh, in addition to the variety of USDA prime beef selections, 
such as a variety of New York strips, ribeyes, porterhouses, and of course, filet mignon. Christner's also serves fresh seafood, headlined by their signature cold water Australian lobster. And of course, a variety of USDA prime steaks cooked to perfection and a wine cellar with over 4,500 selections. Don't even get me started on the desserts. Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Their upscale, relaxed atmosphere includes an intimate dining room, nine private dining rooms, two unique lounges. In other words, Christner's is the perfect setting for your relaxed, one-of-a-kind dining experience. And we uh, take great joy in helping them and acknowledge their 29th anniversary celebration uh, this month. Before we are joined by Derek Hicks, I do want to talk about a specific issue that has gotten my attention, um, and I want to share my thoughts with it, and that, of course, is an issue that probably has the attention of literally everybody um, who listens to our show, because it touches virtually every American, certainly, um, and that is the, the gas price situation, record high gas prices. And, of course, coupled with um, now runaway inflation, the biggest inflationary period in something like 40 years. Um, And I'm seeing a lot of people that say are saying, wow, look at the incompetence. And, um, you know, gee, just look at uh, this is a product uh, of of Biden's incompetence. And, you know, people running the country just uh, don't know what they're doing and. You know, and 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 I and I don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, Bi- Joe Biden obviously is certainly incompetent. Um, that goes without saying. But I don't think this gas situation is is a product of incompetence at all. I think it's entirely by design. And the reason I say that to me, it's so obvious. I don't quite understand why why everybody doesn't get it. But anyway, I'm just going to share with you why why I feel that way is that. You know, for anybody who's been paying close attention, that's, of course, not a whole lot of Americans. It is, however, most of the people that listen to our program and listen to our stations, the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, hear us on the app, The Answer Orlando app, is that you know, we know that the left, the hard left, however you want to put it, who literally has now taken over the Democrat Party, um, wants high gas prices. In fact, they want to eliminate the car, the automobile, the internal combustion engine, if you will, um, totally. They want to, quote, transform America. Obama said it explicitly. Now, I don't think people understood it. I mean, I had good friends at the time, uh, some of them so-called Republicans, who liked Obama and voted for him. And you know, they thought he was just talking about make it a little bit better or something, <laughs> you know, improve the economy a little bit. Um, no, I mean, he, he, Obama was very explicit. He said he wants to transform America. The, and that's exactly what the left wants to do. And they've been wanting to do that for 100 years or more. Well, tr- part of the transforming America means transforming us from our free market, capitalist uh, economy, economic system, to a more socialist-oriented system. Uh, transform America so that there's less of an emphasis uh, on the middle class and small business, and so it's more to, uh, to create policies that are better for large, large businesses, and and particularly transform America in terms of the so-called green um, agenda. Just look at and read the Green New Deal. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, literally every single candidate that ran for um, president on the Democrat side several years you know, um, last time in the last election were, were passionate advocates for the Green New Deal with the possibly exception of Tulsi Gabbard. And I don't want to um, you know, throw her in there. If I don't know exactly where she stands on the, the Green New Deal. And it might be possible. I suspect she might not be as for it or for it as, as, as a lot of these others are. But all the others were, 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 were totally passionate about the so-called Green New Deal. And then they were, you know, passionate advocates for it. Well, and I realize most people don't really give that a lot of thought. Well, that whole concept 
of making America, transforming America to go green, basically part and parcel of that is a complete change of, of our way of life, getting rid of the automobiles, getting rid of, you know, they don't want gas to, to you know, people talking about, well, gee, all we got to do is open the pipelines and what about the refineries? And we're not even producing, utilizing the production capacities that we have. And of course we're not because the left wants to shut all that down. The, the left wants America to be a dependent country, the globalist, if you will. They don't want America to be a strong company, a country. Uh, part of that, in, you know, if we have energy independence, we're going to be a, continue to be a strong and vibrant country, most likely. Of course, you got the whole moral equation on the other end, and that's a whole other can of worms. But, um, and that's that's where I'm coming from. Essentially, we need we just need to open our eyes and recognize that the hard left at this moment, at least, is in control of the White House in control of um, the Democrat Party. And, of course, the party, <laughs> Democrats are in control of the United States Senate, the House of Representatives, and the White House. And so their, their policies aren't going to be you know, liberal as, uh, you know, around the edges policies that John F. Kennedy might have had or Harry Truman may have had or even Linda Johnson may have had or even Jimmy Carter no, the, the, or, or, or Bill Clinton. No, th- these are going to be policies of the hard left, getting rid of your car, getting rid of cars, uh, you know, getting, getting, you know, crushing small business. Uh, and what I mean by that is raising taxes, raising taxes, increasing regulation, increasing uh, um, gas prices, energy costs. One thing that's part and parcel of the whole Green New Deal is, is dramatic increases, including taxes, on energy, heating oil, um, you know, c- keeping your house warm, keeping your house cool in summer, um, buying gas for your car. The, that's part and parcel. It's out in the open. It, it's, it isn't something that's surreptitious. This isn't something they're trying to hide. Um, it's out in the open. It's part of their agenda, the left-wing agenda. Now, the politicians, most in most cases, don't proclaim it. Um, but but the, the reality is the people that are electing or are behind, that are supporting, and advising Democrat politicians are the hard left, and they want to transform America, and a big part of that transformation is jacking energy costs, including specifically gas, up to ridiculous levels where the average person can't really afford it, which will transform America, will transform the economy uh, to a more, quote-unquote, green-oriented type of society. That's what's happening. It's not due to incompetence at all. It's totally by design. And it's time for everybody to wake up and realize that. We'll be right back in a minute. You're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I have great guests. As I mentioned earlier, in a moment we're going to be joined by our friend and frequent contributor, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Before we go to Derek, of course, I want to let you know that Florida Door Solutions supports our program, and they support all the programs you hear right here on the new AM950 and FM94.9, The Answer, and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. So when you have garage door problems, I urge you to call Florida Door Solutions they have your solution. You can get them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Family owned and operated Florida Door Solutions. Now let's go to Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Derek, hey, it's great to have you joining us today. Well, hey, Roger. Uh, glad to be here. I uh, look forward uh, to always being on your shift. So thanks for having me. You know, and I always look forward to hearing your insights and comments on the current events, uh, political events that are taking place uh, locally and in our country. Also, your great insights on the founding of America, your your vast uh, historical knowledge. Um, but right now, I'd like to, and I'd like to you know talk to you about some of that today. But right now, I'd like to talk to you about an event that's taking place at Thompson Jewelers, which is literally your biggest sales event of the year. And can you tell us about the disposal sale that's getting uh, ready to start at Thompson Jewelers? 
Yes, Roger. Uh, this is an event we just do it once a year. We we save up all our items all during the year from uh, both our stores, and uh, we bring it to uh, this one store in Orlando, and it's like a special event where we actually sell items for below the cost we pay. These may be items that we've had for a couple of years that haven't moved, and we literally will sell them for below what we paid for just to get our money back out of them. It could be items that people have left in layaway, they have been picked up, or uh, just slightly damaged items. All different things are in this sale, but the prices are just, I'm telling beyond comparison. And uh, it's well worth your time, even if you don't live real close to us, to drive and uh, come see us. It's just an incredible deal. No, I, I agree, and let me just add to that. You know, Earlier I had a chance to come over and visit, and I saw some of these incredible markdowns. And you know, the first thing that got my attention was just some some absolutely beautiful pieces of jewelry, you know, rings, necklaces, watches, um, all kinds of, of of wonderful items, um, and and really the the prices were were you know phenomenal, uh, and I'm talking more than fifty percent off, you know, in some cases seventy yeah. percent off. In fact, I saw a beautiful piece, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, it looked like the uh, you know the regular price was something like seventy nine hundred dollars. That's uh, now for for uh, for something like uh, twenty nine hundred dollars. I mean th- that gives you an idea of the of the extraordinary one of a kind of values you can get at Thompson Jewelers right now in the month of June. Yes, that's true. You know we have items that you know real realistic retail that you know were a thousand dollars that we're selling for a couple hundred dollars because again. We may have had these on the brand new, most of the things in these uh, sale. We've had them for a couple of years. We haven't sold them. We literally would be willing just to uh, sell them for less than we paid for them. Uh, they're sometimes close to the scrap value of the uh, gold and the diamonds to, uh, to sell it to our customers. It's just a unique thing. And, again, we have anywhere from something that's uh, you know $100 to several thousand. So just an incredible deal as well. If you're going to... We have a lot of our customers actually buy a lot of items during the sale for Christmas because the deals are so good. So they come every year. We just do this once a year, and they buy several pieces just for Christmas because the uh, deals are so good. Yeah, and actually, I was in fact I was going to suggest that I thought about that when I was there today, and I'll just uh, add you know, to what you just said. If 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 anybody if, if any of our listeners or any of you are, are even contemplating thinking about buying jewelry. Um, for any reason, any occasion this year, uh, now is the perfect time to get over to Thompson Jewelers. You can get it for, you know, we can promise you a price that will be uh, significantly lower than you can get it any time this year. And then I would say even if you're not planning on uh, making a specific jewelry purchase, if you just kind of want to see what's out there uh, and, and, and get a look and, uh, and look at the kind of variety and quality uh, that Thompson Jewelers has, uh, I would encourage you to go over and, and uh, now would be a good time to visit Thompson Jewelers as well. Yes, it, it, you just you don't want to miss the sale. It's legitimate. It's not markup and markdown. It's a legitimate, incredible markdown. And of course, Thompson Jewelers located in the Colonial Plaza, which of course is Orlando's original mall at the corner of East Colonial and Bumby. And Thompson Jewelers is located right next to Old Navy. And well, Derek, I just. Um, yeah, of course, I welcome any other thoughts you have about the, the disposal sale, but also I'd um, love to get your thoughts on, um, you know, current events and particularly, you know, conditions for small business people because, you know, there are two things happening right now uh, that are that are make, make life difficult for all Americans, but especially for for small business people, and that's the, the, the you know, the record gas prices and the, and the inflation uh, that's coming along with it. How how is that affecting your your life and your business as a small businessman? Well, again, yes, Roger. You know the uh, cost when uh, the energy costs through gas. Everybody knows the incredible high gas price. It affects everything we do. It even affects I said the jewelry store. It affects a lot of our customers. Uh, you know, gas prices affect mostly time. It's the poor and middle class that are hit the hardest, and it's like a massive tax through this. Uh, the gas prices and this inflation that we've seen at our grocery stores, it has affected all of us who are in the middle class and down. Uh, it's a tax when they say, oh, the administration now says we're not going to tax the, the middle class or below. 
Yes, they are. They just taxed us with a massive inflationary tax and a massive tax on our gas. You know, and, that, and that's a point that I just thought about the other day. Um, I was going to mention it to you off the air, but, but might as well share it with our listeners, too. You know how literally going on, at least all the way back to Franklin Roosevelt, probably, probably before Franklin Roosevelt, you know, one of the big Democrat mantras is, oh, we're for the little guy. You know, we're, we're for the small, uh, you know, businessman. We're for the, the working guy, the working class, American working class. And, you know, have, I haven't heard one liberal commentator, one liberal Democrat um, person in the media, uh, on mainstream media, um, one you know, Democrat elected official of any stripe, state, local, or whatever, national, say anything about how how these uh, gas prices are hurting uh, middle America and and and, uh, and working people in America, uh, or, or the inflation. Have you? No, they're they're not talking about it because you know what, the Democratic Party, unfortunately, nowadays they can't do anything, and against they don't know what to do. They're they're incompetent, unfortunately. And so we're suffering because of the inflation and the uh, gas prices. It's just an incredible hard tax on the middle class. And it's sad, but they're not doing anything because they don't know what to do. That's the problem. They're incompetent. No, that, that, that's um, amazing. I even talked about it a little bit earlier in the first segment. I'm not sure it's all um, – I'm not sure it's all um, – Incompetence, I think a lot of it's by design, too. The whole Green New Deal, the globalist um, mentality, the globalist perspective, uh, you know, ha- is, is, is advocated and, uh, and held, on, held to by a lot on the, uh, by the left, the American left. And as we know, they've taken over um, the, uh, the Democrat Party. So, yeah, I think a lot of this is, is, is by design as well. To, it's part of their effort to trans- transform America away from capitalism to socialism. Well, exactly right. I think the Green New Deal, they, they don't care how high the gas prices go because it doesn't affect them. And they always think they know better how to run our lives, but we know how to run our own lives. And that is the difference. And, again, we've talked about this before, Roger. Thankfully, we have a governor here in uh, Florida who believes that we, the people, know how to run our lives better than the government. And he shows that by his actions. So, thankfully, uh, I saw he just did something about it children under five the only state that will not take the uh the shots they're giving away free from the federal government he doesn't want them and if if parents of course he gives them freedom if they want to give their children's shot that's up to them but he would suggest against it no that's great that's one blessing that we've got and to end on the kind of this signal on a positive note i think that uh you Governor DeSantis is a true blessing for, for all of us in the state of Florida. Oh, definitely. The, the things he does, and again, it just goes back to, uh, you know, taxes. So, you know, they've always asked, well, why are the Republicans for low taxes? The reason we're for low taxes, even, of, even people who have a lot of money, because we believe that an individual knows how to better spend their own money than the government. And that's been proven over and over and over again. Even somebody who's rich, who's owned it, you know, has earned it the correct way. I'd rather them have the money. They know how to spend it better than a bunch of politicians in Washington. Look in Washington. They just gave away $40 billion, what's it up to, I don't know how many billions of dollars have been given to Ukraine. And I feel sorry for those poor people, but they're giving it to a lot of it in cash. That will disappear and corruption will run rampant with it. And yet they're so foolish, they don't care about us, the American people, who really need help right now? No, that that is a great point, and you know that's the thing about the tax tax issue at its core. That's just a freedom issue. That that that's a freedom issue. The, the that's a that's a fundamental part of freedom is to be able to be able to keep more of the money that that you as an individual earns. It, it, it's not the government's money uh, at the bottom line, and and that and that's you're exactly right. Then uh, the 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 more um, you have the opportunity to. To, to work unfettered and to to generate income, um, the more the more free and the more liberty that citizens will have, and 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 w- once you start to get excessive taxation, uh, that becomes a, an, an an inhibitor to, to freedom and liberty. Well said. Exactly. And all all this that we are now suffering because of the gas prices, because of the inflation, 
because of all the prices we're paying at grocery stores and everywhere else we go. That is a tax that's been put upon us by this current administration and the Democratic Party. Unfortunately, the old Democrats uh, who cared, like you said earlier, about the middle class and the common people, I think they're long gone. Great point, and I'd say uh, time for uh, our next break right now, but um, I, I, I'll, I'd like to suggest a topic for the next time you join me, which hopefully will be soon. I would like to talk about John F. Kennedy uh, a little bit in depth and talk about some of his policies, talk about his philosophy, if you will, um, you know, his wonderful inaugural address in January two, 1961, which you're very familiar with, um, and, yep. and the values that he expressed uh, uh, so eloquently, uh, and how the Democrat Party of 2022 has drifted dramatically away uh, from the positions of of John F. Kennedy, both positions on issues and his his core philosophies about America. Well, you're dead on, Roger. He would he would never be a Democrat nowadays. He would be uh, a conservative Republican. Jarek, thank you for joining us. It's always great to share a few moments with you. Oh, thanks you, Roger, for having me. Come by the store, everyone. It's this incredible sale. Don't miss it. Yes, friends, get by to see Thompson's disposal sale through the end of June. You'll have once-in-a-lifetime prices. Of course, they're located in Colonial Plaza at the corner of East Colonial and Bumby, and they're right next to Old Navy. Thompson Jewelers in Orlando. Friends, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay with us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Welcome back to another edition of our 2022 Roger Franklin Williams Show legislative series. Now we're speaking with Jay Zimbauer. He's up, of course, our Seminole County Commissioner, and he is a candidate for re-election in the 2022 election. Before we go to Jay, I want to let you know about our friends up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. And, of course, now that we are well into summer now and hurricane season, I want to let you know that Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair has everything you'll need for all of your lawn and garden needs this summer, and they've got everything you'll need for hurricane preparation and cleanup. And that's whether you're a homeowner, whether you're a business owner, or whether you are a large landowner or a small landowner. They've got everything you'll need. They've got the best lawnmowers and power equipment products in the business. You can find out more at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Please tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now let's go to Jay Zimbauer, Seminole County Commissioner and candidate for re-election in the 2022 elections. Well, Jay, thank you for joining us. Great to catch up with you. Absolutely, Roger. Good to be good to be on with you and uh, keep up the good work. And and you know, you and I go back many, many, many years. I can remember when you and I first were in radio. And uh, boy, has things changed since then. Yeah, way way back in the day, you know, I actually my first uh, job sales job in radio. I used to call on your parents over at Zimbar's right. Auto over on Old Winter Garden Drive, now Old Winter Garden that's Road. Right. <laughs> and that, believe it or not, that goes back. Wow, that's thirty thirty years <laughs> at least. <laughs> but so it's it's great to wow. catch up catch up once again. I um you as well. You know, it's been interesting to follow, you know, you, your career in, you know, elect, as an elected official and politics and government. And uh, can you just uh, talk a little bit about, you know, you're, you're seeking re-election and, and why are you seeking to, to serve again in, in uh, re-election to the county commission in Seminole County? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just finishing up my first term. And, um, you know, I'm, unlike many people that, you know, get into politics, I, I don't intend to make this a career. You know, I had my business career and, and raised a family here in Seminole County and then decided to go into the political arena. Was elected in uh, 2018 to my first term, four-year term, and we're running for re-election. And, and some of the goals, you know, are really still the same, the same staples as originally ran in 2018, which is 
several things. You know, Seminole County has been known for a high quality of life. Uh, you know, we have one of the safest communities to raise a family, one of the safest communities as far as crime due to our great sheriff, Mr. Dennis Lima, and as well as the quality of life overall has been fantastic in Seminole County, and we need to continue that on. So I'm hoping that I get to do that for another four years as we uh, enter the campaign season. There's a few things that I, that I want to, you know, accomplish or continue to accomplish. You know, this past year, we, on behalf of the citizens, we purchased two golf courses, one in Deer Run, which will become a, a county park in one of the most uh, densely populated core areas of our county, which did not have a park. And that one's about 125, 126 acres. Then we bought the Wakiva Country Club, which will continue to operate as a golf course. And ultimately, one day, if, if golfing you know subsides, that may as well become a parkland. But we've also worked on on you know things for the environment. You know, under my leadership and, and my fellow commissioners, we passed the first shoreline ordinance, which helps give us clean water. And we also passed a fertilizer ordinance, which dictates the amount of fertilizer and type of fertilizer that can go in, which also protects you know our future water for for future generations. But there's so many good things going on in Seminole County. We want to make sure that we continue to fund our law enforcement uh, folks. And probably one of the big things that, that I really want to see to come to fruition is last year, you know, we funded the first mental health project uh, in the state of Florida with our sheriff and Dennis Lima and private partners, where we put in about $10 million to kick it off with people like Walmart, Advent Health, we were going to try to accommodate these folks with mental health issues and instead of having people Baker acted and our police tied up with those kinds of things. By doing this private-public partnership, we'll now be able to get these people help. We'll be able to get them hooked up with the benefits. You know, some of these are veterans that just unfortunately have fallen between the cracks and other people in the community that we can break that cycle and, and really have that candid conversation about mental health and trying to get these folks back into society, get them the help they need, get them with our social workers, make sure they get all the, the government benefits they're entitled to, and get them out of homeless situations and make them safe, which makes the community safe, and relieve the burden on our law enforcement from dealing with the opioid crisis and so forth, which... I'm so proud of our county that has decided to adopt that. It's one of those discussions that many in society just find hard to have, but we're having that conversation here in Seminole County. So I really want to see that to come to fruition, as well as helping maintain one of the lowest tax rates in the central Florida area, even with the highest quality of life that we have. So those are some of the core goals that I have for you know, re-election and hope to get accomplished you know, in my second term. Friends, we're speaking with Jay Zimbar, candidate for Seminole County Commission. In fact, he's a candidate for re-election. He's the current Seminole County Commissioner, as, as you're hearing. And, you know, Jay, I was, was kind of curious. Um, I know you followed uh, current events and politics and government uh, closely. Uh, but when did you, uh, when you decided to, to run for office, uh, you know, as, as a longtime successful businessman, what, what, what led you to, to want to seek to serve in the first place? So one of the reasons I decided to serve, I had been doing some volunteer work uh, for county organizations, such as uh, the Affordable Housing Advisory Board here in Seminole County. I also sat on the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, as well as the State Forest Advisory Board. And as I watched and I reflected upon my life, our two children had been raised. Uh, My wife and I were empty nesters. And the unfortunate part about, you know, running in 2018, we had no idea. After we kicked the campaign off about three months into it, my wife, unbeknownst to either one of us, uh, was diagnosed with glioblastoma brain cancer. And, of course, that's a shock, you know, for somebody that's, you know, in their mid-50s. And, of course, you know, we, we went to the medical experts and, and followed their path of, of getting things done. And I said to my wife then, I said, you know, babe, you know, we've been married 36 years. We've raised two you know, fine children. We're successful in business. I do not need to, to, to run for political office. And, and she looked at me and she says, no, you need to do it. It's the right thing to do. 
you, you need to give back to the community. You're the right person for it. Do not do this and stop this on my behalf. And that was very telling and very, very heart-wrenching for me to make that decision. But with her blessing, I continued on, and I was really looking to make sure that we maintained some of the best school systems, you know, in the state, if not the country, as well as the high quality of life. And I really had a passion for preserving the rural boundary area. Back in 2004, as a, as a private citizen, I worked with other private citizens to get an initiative on the ballot so the voters of Seminole County could make a decision should approximately one-third of the county on the eastern side be preserved for rural lifestyle, meaning one house per five acres. And that, that successively passed. And I wanted to make sure that that was expanded so that we could connect parks and the many trails, hundreds of miles of trails that we have in Seminole, to get those connected regionally to our partners in like Volusia County, Orange County, Lake County, so you could truly have an outdoor experience for everyone. Whether you lived in the city or didn't live in the city, you could get on one of those trails on your bicycle or hiking or whatever you'd like to do and make your way through the Central Florida area. We still have some missing links that I want to work on to try to get that connectivity finalized. But what we learned during the pandemic, our parks and recreation use went up 650%. That was very telling to, to myself as, many, as well as many others that this was an asset that our community was using, and even more so during the pandemic. And we just need to expand upon that and give future generations that gift so that for future generations, they'll always have that asset to utilize. No, that's a great resource, and uh, thank you for the great work you, you've done on it for the citizens of Seminole. Jay, we're up against our, our next break. Would you like to share with us? It's been great speaking with you. Would you uh, like to share a website or anything that you uh, might like the listeners to know? Absolutely. If, if you want to know about us and our campaign, uh, you can go to jzembauer.com. That's jzembauer.com. You'll find all kinds of information on there about us. And Of course, we always encourage people to donate their time and help with the campaign if they'd like. You're able to make donations, request a sign, any of those types of things. We'll to have you on board and help you learn more about us. Well, it's great. Thanks for uh, ch- ch- taking a few minutes with us today, and it was great to catch up with you. Roger, you as well, and I hope to see you, you know, here real soon, my friend. Have a wonderful weekend, and happy Father's Day to everybody. Thank you. Jay Zimbauer. Take care. Candidate for re-election, Seminole County Commission. Well, friends, we're going to go to our next break. Before we go to break on today's edition of the Roger Franken Williams Show Legislative Series, again, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. And let you know that if you have garage door problems of any kind, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And be sure to tell them you heard it on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. And Roger Williams, Roger Franklin Williams sent you. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the show today. It's great to be with you. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, our nation. Of course, Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And once again, I want to remind you, that through the entire month of June, Christmas will be celebrating their 29th anniversary. They were founded by the Christner family, who still um, runs and operates, owns, runs, and operates Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, and opened for business on June 14th, 1993. And, boy, that didn't seem like that long ago. But um, since that time, of course, they've served Central Florida and lovers of fine dining and, and great steaks with outstanding steaks 
seafood in their elegant, their classic, elegant, relaxed, sophisticated atmosphere. Located 729 Lee Road, Orlando. Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. We salute Carol, David, Alice, and Diana, and the entire Christner family and all the great people at Christner's for 29 years of excellence serving Central Florida. And, of course, you can get your reservation at 407-645-4443. That's 407-645-4443. You know, in our closing moments, I'd like to just share, this is Father's Day, Father's Day. And, you know, it, it kind of, Father's Day kind of came up on me so fast that it didn't really hit me until actually we actually got, um, we're just about ready to start the show and as I have done from time to time, I did want to share a few personal moments about um, Father's Day and, and my own uh, personal, you know, my own personal experience, uh, the wonderful father that I had, that I was blessed to have. And, um, you know, um, I, I, and, and mainly so that, you know, when, when we, we talk, when we think about Father's Day and we think about the role of fathers, when we stop to reflect, and so often we don't stop and reflect, um, it's really amazing. It's, it's mind-boggling, really, the the positive impact that a strong, godly father can have in a child's life, male or female. And so, I'd like to share a little bit about the wonderful experience that I had with my father, and share it with you, and as an example of the dramatic influence that that you know a, a father, a strong father, who you know exerts leadership, frankly, um, in the family can have on on the life of a child. In this particular case, I am that child. And I wanna, I've want i shared this before. You may have heard it before. Um, not every year. But a dramatic moment in my life, and those of you who listen to my various shows um, um, know that baseball has been a huge part of my life. And um, you know it, it continues to this day to bring me a lot of joy. Um, is that, and this goes back to when I was seven years old, and it was in right about this time, actually, um, right about June of, of 1965. And, and you know, those of you who remember that lived here back in the day know that school went out, went until I think often used like the first week of June before we got out of school. And school started, of course, uh, always the day after Labor Day back in those days, which, of course, isn't the way it is now. But anyway, so school had just gotten out and I just gotten out of school for in the second grade. And... Um, so my mother was very happy to have me at home, <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm not, of course, but I mean, you know, being the, the doting mother <laughs> that she was. And I quickly, quickly was adapting from getting up early every morning, going to school, getting dressed, uh, you know, working hard at school, coming home, doing my homework, begin to quickly adapt into this whole summer leisure <laughs> concept. And so I was um, watching television every morning, staying in my pajamas, um, I'd become a huge fan um, of the morning movie. At, at, back in those days, there was a morning movie on at 9 a.m. on Channel 9, and um, which is kind of a big deal. And I'd gotten to where I really, really enjoyed watching it every morning. Um, at the same time, my mother was, um, <laughs> you know, ha- being so happy to have me home was, um, and also uh, her having a chance to cook some would was um, would always got to where she was big, uh, fixing this big plate of fudge every morning uh, with pecans. And I was, uh, of course, enjoying, uh, you know, indulging in that every day with, and to her delight. And so anyway, um, about the, my father along this time casually mentioned to me that, um, that, that there was a baseball league going on down at Edwards Field and that I should go down there instead of sitting around watching television every morning eating fudge, I should go down and, and get involved in the baseball league. And I guess that was like on a on a Tuesday morning or whatever, and um, don't remember the exact day. So I guess he was assuming that 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 casual suggestion would have resulted in some some activity. So the next day, you know, he was he uh, lived worked close enough to the to home where he could come home for lunch, and um, of course he was a principal at a Popka High School. School's out. It's a little bit more casual <laughs> during when school's out, and. Um, so he comes home from lunch for lunch, and I'm still there, watching the, watching the movie, eating eating uh, fudge. And so he said, "Why aren't you at the at, at the ball field? Thought you were going to go get on get on a team." And I said, "Well, I'm I'm tomorrow. I'm I'm going to go tomorrow." So so anyway, 
The next day comes, um, of course, I don't get up and go to the ball field. He comes home at lunch. I'm still sitting there, you know, watching the movie in my pajamas, eating chocolate. Um, and this time it was it was a little less casual. Let's just put it that way. And it was like, so wh- what are you doing here? You're, you're supposed to be at the ball field. And I said, this time I got a little bit more bolder, though. I was like, um, I don't want to go to the ball field. I want to I want to stay here and, and watch the movie. So at this point, you know, the instructions became much less casual. And he said, well, tomorrow, you know, I'm going to, when I come home, you're, I don't expect you to be here. You're, you're, I expect you to be down at the ball field <laughs> playing, playing baseball. So I guess I didn't quite get the message uh, <laughs> at that point. And, um, or I'd, I'd become so, uh, you, know, you know, adapting so, uh, so well to this life of comfort of sleeping late, staying in my pajamas, watching the morning movie, eating fudge, that uh, the next day I still didn't go to the ball field. So he, my father comes home at, at lunchtime, and, he, I, and this time no words were, were, no words were said. He just, I just remember the look that he gave me. And you know, I don't know exactly, remember, you know, blow by uh, the, a, a point by point um, description, but the next thing you know, I'm in the car, I'm in his car, and we're, you know, you know, headed down to the ball field, which is literally only about four blocks from our house, at, at breakneck speed, and next thing you know, I'm sitting in a dugout. <laughs> and it all happened so fast, it was a you know, rather, rather mind-boggling experience. But but the point is, is and that that that's how my, my involvement in the, in the game of baseball literally got started. And... <laughs> And from that moment, that was the day that I I began to become you know get on the road to to literally becoming a man. Now that was the day that 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 I stopped being, I guess this big blob of of of, of whatever <laughs> of flesh, sitting around the house watching television. Of course, today it's being on the computer, um, you know, being lazy, not having goals, you know, not uh, stretching or attempting to assert myself in any way, um, even though I was a good student, made good grades and all that, um, that was the day that my life changed dramatically for the better in, 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 in myriad ways. Um, but first, but, and I, but I wanted to point that out because it was all because of the efforts of my father. And, and I shudder to even think, I can't even, in fact, it's such a painful thought for me to even think about what life would have been like without my father, um, without his overt leadership, <laughs> his, 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 his case illustrates his hands-on leadership in my life. Uh, the kind of love, not only un- unconditional love, but unconditional love that, that was active, active unconditional love, and even to the point when, which would lead to, to conflict in some cases, when he would be right and I would be wrong. And I would have to learn things like any child does that you don't necessarily want to learn. But, but that very moment in early June 1965 was the day that I transformed and my life changed from what have been, uh, you know, a life of just, um, you know, as I said, just a big glob of flesh uh, sitting around watching television, eating chocolate, um, you know, to being somebody who actually got involved in life, got engaged in life, and in this specific case was introduced to the game of baseball. And I'd been introduced to it earlier because he had already been, we'd been playing uh, pitch and catch with, with, with um, plastic balls and bats. And, you know, of course, I eventually graduated. By that time, I'd kind of graduated to the letter of the glove and a real baseball. But, um, but my point is, and what, just to finish the story, in this specific instance, was a such such a dramatic um, positive event in my life, not just from the point of beginning to to begin in some concept some vague concept of self reliance some vague concept of, of self discipline and some vague concept of stepping out um, and challenging myself, but more specifically getting involved on a team in baseball that that summer was a life changing experience. I was on a team with kids I'd never known before. One thing I will say is that uh, now I was a sev- I was a seven year old. The, the league was the league was a nine to twelve year old league, <laughs> so I was the youngest youngest player in the league. 
I guess technically I wasn't even legally supposed to be on a team. Um, of course, my father, the guy that ran the league worked for my father, so <laughs> so I guess I, I had the opportunity to get on a team, even though I was only seven, and you're really supposed to be nine. And despite the fact that I was on the worst team in the league, despite the fact that um, I had the distinction of being the worst player on the worst team in the league, I played the entire summer. Um, my coach on that team was a guy named Mike Granger. He was the quarterback for, the, for one of the greatest football teams Apopka's ever had. And he's been a lifelong friend and a lifelong positive influence on my life as well. And so I had a summer where I stepped out. I was able to play on a team with other kids. Um, I was able to have experiences I never would have had. Um, I was able to, to, to take a route in life of being a doer and a participant in life instead of a just an observer and somebody sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the couch and eating chocolate, which without my father, without Roger A. Williams, that's exactly where I would be today. So I want uh, that. That's my, my shout out to all fathers, to, to the experience, to the leadership and to the blessing that a strong godly father who asserts themselves can be in a children's life. And for those of you who are fathers, I offer that example to you and I would encourage you to follow it. Friends, thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, and happy Father's Day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.